The vision that God placed in my heart is not small enough for me to work on somebody else's dream for the rest of my life. I am not the creator of my gifts. I am the manager. I am the CEO. God is my creator. This is his business. It is dope to love God. There is no such thing as self-made when you know who God is. Period. Welcome to the Evolution of She podcast, y'all. I'm your host, Jaleesa, and in today's episode, we'll explore the importance of building supportive networks and also establishing boundaries in our personal lives. And inside of this episode, we're going to learn how to cultivate meaningful connections and empower ourselves within relationships because this is super important when it comes down to life in general and business. Of course, relationships are what make your business thrive. And so when we look at life and we look at relationships in general, they definitely play a vital role in our personal growth. Um, as well as our well-being and surrounding ourselves with supportive networks can uplift us, can inspire us, and also can be a guiding light in our journeys. So let's dive in and discover how we can foster healthy relationships that empower us to thrive. So getting into it, we're going to talk about the importance first, the importance of supportive networks. So Building a supportive network is like nourishing to our souls. It's like it gives us a sense of belonging, a sense of encouragement, a sense of shared experiences, because we all want to be around people that are like us, people that we can resonate with. And these connections become our pillars of strength during times that are challenging. And God put us in this earth to be of service to each other, to help each other, to, you know, be a leaning shoulder or, you know, someone to lean on. You know, the song says, we all need somebody to lean on. Don't play me for my notes, y'all. I'm really not that good of a singer. I mean, I got a little bit of something, something, something there, but I'm not, I'm not America's uh, next top. Well, not America's next top model. What is it called? American Idol. <laughs> anyway, y'all. So to explore this, you know, importance of supportive networks, I want to talk about a personal story um, and just kind of how I used to view networks and support and kind of how my mindset has shifted in my growth journey. So Back in the day, I used to be very, very introverted. Now I like to call myself more of an introverted extrovert, if you get what I'm saying, is that I enjoy being around people to a certain extent. I enjoy talking a lot. I enjoy, you know, engaging and, you know, spending time with a a lot of people and being in crowds. I'm okay with all of those things, but... I only can do it for a certain amount of time before I get like super frustrated and 
just need to like back off and, 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 you know, regather my thoughts. I enjoy being in charge sometimes, but sometimes I like to play in the background. Um, so that's a little bit about my personality, but also growing up, I kind of struggled with something like social anxiety and never been like quite diagnosed with it. But if I look up the definition, it sounds like something that I was dealing with back then. Sometimes I kind of have it now, but I kind of, I just kind of feel like I'm, I've grown out of it. Um, and a lot of times, you know, that, that social anxiety forms from childhood traumas, things that we don't really pay attention to, but, or that we don't know about. But I used to be the person who was afraid to go to networking events that never really wanted to hang out with people that I didn't know or didn't want to like meet new friends when when that whole no new friends thing was like popular that was literally my mindset that was my thought process is like no new friends because it was too much of a struggle to meet new people for me it was too much of a struggle to become vulnerable because I had trust issues it was also a struggle for me because I just didn't really like people. I felt like people were annoying sometimes and it still holds true. Some people are still annoying, but nonetheless, I now understand the importance of putting yourself in the right network of people and getting involved in, excuse me, getting involved with people that are supportive. And so when I say supportive, I have friends that are supportive of my business or my business ventures. Anything that I decide to do, no matter what it is, no matter if they can use what I have to offer, they support me in, you know, just anything that I do. It doesn't matter if it's something for them. It doesn't matter if they're my clients, customers, or audience. They're going to support that because they support me as a person, right? They're very supportive. Um, but then I also have friends who are not very supportive of my business, but you know, I don't blame them for it. I don't get mad at them because they didn't support me. And I used to be like that. I used to get very upset when the people who I called friends or associates wouldn't like support my business. But I realized that everybody in our lives have different purposes. We meet different people and we cling to different people based on the value that they bring to our lives. And it's not always going to be the same value across the board. So I have friends now that are just, you know, there for, you know, humor to make me laugh. My friends that make jokes all the time that got funny personalities and they're there to uplift me when I'm like feeling down. That's, that's an, another supportive network, you know, or another way to, to network with people is that you put people in a place of where they best are of, or where they are of best value to you. It's not like one size fits all with the people that you meet. Some people I can call, you know, my friends that if I'm in a financial bind, you know, they're going to look out, they're going to be like, girl, I got you. Don't worry about it. I, I got enough money for, you know, whatever, I'll send it to you, you know, so, 
but then I have other friends, my funny friends or my business support friends. They might not be, you know, the ones that's going to give me money if I need money or, you know, I'm just using this as an example, but I'm using this to show you that all people that are supportive of you do not have to be supportive of you at all levels. Of course, you set the boundaries and we'll talk a little bit about boundaries later. You know, you set the boundaries on what you accept and what you expect from the people in your, you know, circle or in your support network. But this is very vital to understand when you are trying to build a supportive network or build, you know, a group of people or a person, you know, a relationship with an individual um, when, as it comes down to being involved with people who are supportive, that can uplift, inspire you as well as guide you in your journeys. So just wanted to share that, you know, about my own life is that it was a time when I really didn't think that I needed other people and I was a loner. And now it's more like, I know I need people and I need different people for different things. I'm not going to say, oh, I'm not your friend anymore because you didn't share my post on social media or you're not my friend because you didn't support my business. Like for one, it's unfair because we put expectations on people to do things when in all actuality, we don't see the true value that they possess in our lives because we put them in a box and expect them to be who we want them to be. So keep that in mind, you know. And even in my life, there was a time where I was like isolated and I lacked a support system. And it's because of that. It's literally because I boxed people in to be who I thought that they should be. But through my intentional efforts, you know, I cultivated relationships with like minded individuals who not only understood my dreams and aspirations, but also that I could see who they really were. And these connections became my cheerleaders. They gave me the motivation and the encouragement, you know, that I needed to pursue my goals in life as well as in my business. And so shout out to all of my friends, you know, my supporters, even if you're listening to this podcast, you're supporting me in one way or another. So shout out to y'all because all of y'all is my people and all of y'all is my girls for real, for real, for real, for real. Okay. So now let's discuss strategies for building and nurturing meaningful connections. So some of the practical tips that I could share about this is that one of the key aspects in being intentional in the relationships we seek is that it's important to surround yourself around individuals who align with your values and your aspirations. Now, some of us might not even know what our values are. And usually the people who don't know their values, they fall for anything. They always say, if you don't stand for anything, you will fall for everything. So first, it really lies in you to understand your values, understand your aspirations and what means the most to you. And then once you understand yourself, then you can kind of, you know, surround yourself with those people that understand that and, and also align with it. And the way you can you can kind of find these people 
is engaging in activities or joining communities where you're likely to meet these like-minded people. So this could be, you know, networking events. If you're into women empowerment, go to women empowerment events. Don't be scared to like show up by yourself. If you know, there's been a lot of times I went to events and been nervous to go simply because I don't know anyone there. And you know, how do I talk to strangers? You know, here's that social anxiety kicking in. But it's when you push yourself outside of that comfort zone that you're able to just go out and be like, you know what, I'm gonna be a little nervous. My heart might be racing. I might be sweating a little bit, but I'm gonna still show up and, and do what I need to do because this is important. Sometimes we have to make that sacrifice of feeling uncomfortable depending on how important something is to us and how bad we really want it. So additionally, you know, fostering open and genuine communication with these people that you're meeting in these, you know, um, communities or the, in the places where you're doing these activities. And some of these activities can be hobbies, you know, that you have, if you like to go play golf or you like playing tennis or you like, you know, there's so many different groups everywhere in the world now that, you know, community like built groups on Facebook on um, there's a there's an app called Geneva that I just learned about since I'm new in Dallas. I, you know, I've been looking for friends because I'm like, I like to be around people. <laughs> I like to to meet new people. I like to do things. I like to build. And it's not just about, oh, I need to market my business and, and get my name out here for business. But no, I really genuinely really like to connect with people and learn about new people. I've been very like, um, somebody said I was inquisitive. I don't know if inquisitive is a compliment or an insult, but Nonetheless, I'm going to take it as a compliment because to me, inquisitive means I'm nosy and I just like to know a lot of things. I like to learn a lot. So if that's, you know, what that means, then that's just what I am. I like to learn a lot about people. I'm the friend that asks a lot of weird questions and people be like, she's strange because why is she asking me this? But it's really because I like to know people. I like to really understand, you know, I don't like to get all in your business and you telling me like your personal life, you know, and it's definitely for, you know, no harm. I'm not asking you questions so I can go run and tell, you know, the whole block. But I like I really like to know who people are and understand people. So when you foster open and genuine communication, that kind of helps you to deepen the connection and also build trust with people, you know, now something that comes with asking a bunch of questions, especially depending on how personal those questions are, you, you kind of want to like give more than you take in building a connection with somebody. So just like anything you do, this goes for business and it goes for personal life is that if you're going up and meeting someone new at, let's just say, um, an event or, somewhere where you're just like there to meet new people, you don't just ask, 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 because then people are gonna be like, you asking me all of these questions like about who I am, who are you? You know what I'm saying? So to build that trust, you kind of have to give in order to get. So if, if I'm asking you about your personal life, something that's personal, 
about you, then in response, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to kind of trade you something about me that's personal. And so when you do that, you're fostering that trust. You're building that trust because it's like, okay, so I told this person something that was personal. They told me something back in response. So I maybe can trust this person a little more than I did before I even started talking to this person. So, and, and I do that often is like, if someone tells me something personal, sometimes people just come to me and they tell me stuff that I'd be like, mm, I wish you didn't tell me that, <laughs> you know, cause it's personal and it's like, but some people just feel like they can talk to me like that. So sometimes what I do in response is I will tell them something personal back, you know, because it, it builds trust. And it's not, I'm, I'm an open book. People who know me know that I will tell you whatever. Like I'm not, I, I don't really hold back. You know, I, I'm open with my story, with my life. If you ask me, I will tell you. Like, because I have nothing to be ashamed of. I am who I am. I've done what I've done. I don't feel guilty. So, you know, I have no regrets. So I don't care who knows what. I mean, of course there are boundaries. Again, there goes that word boundaries. And so we'll talk about that in just a second. But intentionally and authentically communicating is the foundation in nurturing meaningful relationships. No matter if these are new people you just met or if these are people that have been in your circle for a while. So it's really just all about finding that common ground and creating a safe space for vulnerability and as well as growth in the relationship. So now let's talk about boundaries. I love boundaries. Okay. There was a time in my life I did not have no boundaries. Um, but since I have uh, found out what boundaries are and how to set them, child, my life has taken a a whole 180 in the type of relationships that I keep with people and the type of people that I keep around me. So boundaries are super essential, super essential. <laughs> boundaries are essential for maintaining healthy dynamics in your relationships. And this is not just about business. Again, this podcast is not just about business, but relationships in general, friendships, marriages, you know, uh, boyfriend, girlfriend things, uh, whoever, whatever, it doesn't matter. Boundaries are essential. You hear me? So here are some ways that we can establish some boundaries while fostering genuine connections. So when you set boundaries, it's an act of self-care and it is an act of self-respect, okay? Respect, main word here, self-respect. And when you set boundaries, this involves communicating your needs, your desires, and your limitations. And by expressing your boundaries clearly and assertively, this is where you create the foundation of mutual understanding and respect between you and whoever it is that you are connecting with. And 
a lot of people don't understand that boundaries are actually very healthy. The other day I was scrolling on social media and I seen, um, I seen a post, you know, they always post the celebrity drama and gossip and things on social media. And I seen a screenshot of, um, what was that celebrity guy? Zach something. He's the guy that plays on, um, the new Lauren London movie. He's the the husband or the boyfriend on that, that new Lauren London movie on Netflix. And so it was a text that his ex-girlfriend in real life, uh, screenshotted of something that he said to her. Um, and she called him like emotionally abusive or mentally abusive or some, something like that because he sent her a long text message and said pretty much like, your actions, you know, hanging with guys and surfing with guys. And he was saying something about, you know, don't quote me because I'm not reading it right now. But he said, you know, hanging with the girls that you're hanging with that don't have nothing going for themselves. And he was just listing out a long laundry list of things that she was doing that was not conducive, you know, for him and the relationship that they had. And she screenshotted and she put it on social media as if he was abusive or he was verbally abusing her because he was like, I guess, trying to control her, you know, whatever. But a lot of people were talking about it on, you know, everybody was chiming in on social media and the majority was like, how is this abusive? He's setting boundaries. This is healthy because he also clearly stated at the end why he doesn't like her to do those things clearly there was something that happened in a relationship that might have just kind of like set them you know into a place where there was no trust or the trust trust was diminished or something like that so boundaries are healthy and sometimes people look at it as if it's not healthy because they don't like it because they don't like that you're asking xyz from them then they call you crazy or they say that you're the problem when in all actuality you're being clear you're being you know upfront about what you will allow you're letting them know your needs your desires and your limitations and so that is how you take care of yourself that is how you show that you respect yourself because you just don't allow anything or anyone to do anything to you period so when it comes down to building relationships and setting boundaries remember that it's healthy right and also it is very necessary for the well-being of both people in the relationship not just the one or not just you or the one who's coming forward with the boundaries but them at you know in general so now the last the last um thing I want to say about setting boundaries is that don't allow anybody to make you feel bad about your boundaries either. Okay? There is no such thing as oh your boundaries are too much or you know your boundaries are wrong. There's no such thing as that. Um you like what you like, you want what you want, you desire and need you know, what you desire and need. And people are going to find you where you are in life and either accept it 
or walk away. So once you lay out, you know, that guideline and, and lay down that foundation of, you know, who you are and what you expect, then they either get with it or get lost, period. All right, so now let's get into strengthening your existing relationships and how can we let's talk about how can we cultivate deeper connections and resolve conflicts because <laughs> life is full of conflicts y'all life is full of conflicts ain't it everywhere you go anybody you meet you're going to experience some sort of conflict and one powerful way to practice resolving conflict in relationships is to actively listen. Active listening is so important. You know, a lot of times we sit and we we want to hear little bits and pieces of what people say, but we only really are being quiet just because we're thinking in the back of our minds what we need to say next, right, in the conversation. But when you effectively listen to people talk and you actively listen, like, don't think about what you're going to say. When someone is talking, you give them the respect, you give them the undivided attention and you validate the other person's feelings, even if it does not, you know, feel the same for you. Even if you don't understand, you know, what they're feeling, you still have to validate the person's feelings. So in that, that means what the, what that looks like is you made me mad today. You hurt my feelings. You made me cry today. So the other person would be like, mm, I didn't know that I hurt your feelings and it never was my intent to do that. And you're, you have every right to feel like that, but that wasn't my intention, you know? And then you could say, sorry, or whatever. But it really boils down to validation and seeking to understand other people's perspectives because God made all of us different, right? He made, he made us so different that we all got different fingerprints. We all got different DNA. You know what I'm saying? You run my hair strand, you might get somebody else's DNA because I got a wig on, but <laughs> you run my DNA versus somebody else next to me or in my family or my friend is going to come back different because we're made uniquely in the eyes of God. Like the way he made us is unique. So that means our brains are different. And that means that our perspectives will be different in every situation. So when you foster open and honest communication, you create an environment where conflict can be addressed and it can be resolved, not just addressed, but resolved with empathy and with compassion. And this is so important in relationships, especially now people are so one-sided, you know, so one-sided with just looking at things from other people's point of views, putting them, them themselves in other people's shoes in order to under, you know, have, have empathy and, and, and really like feel what the other person is feeling. Sometimes empathy, I feel like is like a, a gift because I don't think everybody has it. I mean, I, I can't say for sure if it's a gift, but 
in my mind, I feel like it is because some people don't really have empathy. They really just think that it's their way or no way. They really think that if people can't understand what they're talking about, then they just don't want nothing to do with them. But honestly, it is when you start to see people for who they are and also understand different perspectives in life, that's when you grow. If you look at, key example, in my business, right, I I work with different people outside of the country. Uh, some of the people that work for me are in different countries. I did this purposely. Some, uh, for example, my, um, my assistant in my business, my, my VA, right? My virtual assistant is in the Philippines. And I did this, I could have hired someone here, true. But I wanted to bring someone in and learn these people and see his perspective from a Filipino guy, you know, who's never been to America, who's never lived, you know, the same lifestyle that I've lived, you know, the financial situation is different there. The beliefs, the culture is a little similar. Um, and then also I worked with some guys from, um, from India and Pakistan and Bangladesh and just seeing other people's perspective on life and understanding that even though we think differently, we've been taught differently, we probably have some different beliefs and everything, we can still maintain a healthy relationship simply because we can understand each other's perspectives. We can understand each other's feelings and we, you know, we cultivate that, that space of seeing things differently and being okay with change, being okay with things that are not normal to us. And so same thing goes with everything that you do and the people that you communicate, the relationships that you build and the networks that you build off of, you know, who you meet and what makes you thrive in life. So it, it entirely, if I can't say anything else from this, active listening is a skill and it takes time to do it if you're not used to doing it. But the next time you're speaking to somebody, I want to challenge you. The next time you're speaking to somebody, just don't even say anything. Matter of fact, don't even think. Just listen. When they start talking, you stop and you shut your whole thought process down. And all you need to do is tune in and listen. Then once that information comes through your ears, into your brain and processes now, start to think from their perspective. Okay, what is this person telling me? What do they mean by that? If you don't understand what they mean by that, the effective way to communicate back is to ask them, what do you mean by that? What does that mean? I'm not sure what that means. So communication is a huge thing and active listening is the most vital part of communication. So not only this, but not only, well, not only that, but it, it allows you to truly understand other people through conflicts and in a more constructive manner. You're not, you're less likely to lash out when you can sit back and have empathy for somebody or compassion for somebody in, in a situation. So if you're struggling with that and 
you know, a relationship in your life right now, maybe maybe you could sit back and just really listen to what the person is saying. Try to see their perspective. Try to empathize with them and, and be compassionate in the situation. Even if this person might be hard to deal with or hard to talk to, sometimes it takes one of us to be the bigger person. So that's what I got for you on that topic. All right. And then lastly, 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 I want to talk about empowering yourself in relationships. So empowering yourself in a relationship is 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 so vital for personal growth and ways that we can assert our needs and express our boundaries and embrace our authentic selves is to understand that self-empowerment begins with recognizing our worth, knowing who we are. I literally just posted about this the other day. When you know who you are and who your God is, you walk different, you talk different, you do different things. So when you recognize your worth and your value and you value yourself, it's easier for you to own your truth and communicate your needs with confidence as well as with respect. When you when you authentically or when you embrace your authentic self, you create a space for genuine connections and you attract relationships that align with your values and with your aspirations. A lot of people are like, you know, dealing with people who don't respect them, people who they feel like is is treating them badly or, you know, but people only treat you how you allow them to treat you, right? If someone is consistently treating you bad or consistently treating you, you know, like you're not worth anything to them, then it might be because you don't recognize your own worth and you don't recognize your own value. And so this could be a self-esteem thing. I'm not going to get into like, you know, um, the whole, I'm not going to get into the whole, um, like counseling and therapy type thing. I do, do, do advocate for therapy by the way, but I'm not a therapist and I'm not a psychiatrist or psychologist or anything in the mental health space. But I do understand from, from trial and error, from trial and tribulations, from triumph and failing and, you know, dealing with a lot of stuff, you know, mentally on my side that I know these things because I've been through them. But at the same time, I want you to be able to overcome that too, is that when you know your value and you know your worth, you don't allow people to treat you a certain way all the time or continuously, consistently. And so when you start to say, you know, or place blame on people treating you a certain way that you don't like, then you have to kind of look back at yourself and say, well, wait, am I really valuing myself enough that I still allow this person to do this to me or be this way to me? Because usually when people treat you badly, it's because they don't value you either. And they also don't see your worth. So again, once you understand who you are and you embrace yourself and your authentic and your authenticity, 
then that's how you can foster genuine connections and attract relationships that align with who you really are. Otherwise, you'll just be allowing anybody in your space to do anything to you. And that's because you have low self-worth and you have low self-esteem. So, you know, it's a it's a journey. It's a journey of self-discovery. So, whew, y'all, I done took it to the couch, y'all. And I wasn't trying to get on, you know, anything deep. But you know what? I just let God lead me into whatever it is that he wants me to say. And that was just what came to me, y'all. So I really, really hope that this episode helped you, you know, wherever you're at in the world, whatever you're doing right now. And as we wrap up this episode of Connected and Empowered, Fostering Healthy Relationships, let's reflect on the key takeaways. So we explored the importance of supportive networks. We talked about establishing boundaries. Um, We talked about nurturing existing relationships. And we talked about empowering ourselves with connections or within connections rather. So I want you to remember that cultivating healthy relationships is an ongoing journey. You're going to meet new people. You're going to see new things. You're going to you're going to grow. You're going to change and it's okay to change and it's amazing to evolve. So just know that by building supportive networks and fostering authentic and I'm I'm saying this in all caps, authentic connections. Be real. Be real. If you're not who you post to be, then you need to post who you really are. If you're not showing up in real life, how you show up on social media, you want to confuse a lot of people in real life. Okay. So be real, be authentic, first of all, and don't care about who likes it. That's the problem. The main problem is why people switch up their one person online versus another person in, you know, in real life is because they're too concerned about what other people are going to think about them. But the truth is that your authentic connections come from you being real and being who you really are. Those people who like you, you know, if you if you curse a lot and you, you know, like you gossip a lot or whatever you do, whatever you do, whether it's good or bad, it doesn't matter. Be you. Okay. Because you'll grow out of whatever it is you don't like. As long as you make an effort to change, you'll grow out of it, but don't fake the funk. You ain't got a lot of kick it period. (laughs) Just be yourself. And the people that are meant to be in your circle, the people that are meant to be around you, the people that you're meant to help, or the people that are meant to help you are going to find you based on where you are at that moment. Just don't force it because then that's when you get into the relationships that are not really healthy, not really worth it, not really productive and not, you know, not empowering. And that's what we want to do. We want to evolve. We want to be empowered. We want to grow and show up as our best selves, no matter what. Right. So Um, I just want to express like my deepest gratitude for you listening today and being a part of, um, this podcast and, 
Um, it was it was good to to really get this episode out. I think it, it came out way better than what I expected, to be honest. But um, thank y'all. Thank you so much for being here. Um, and remember, as we embark on this incredible journey of evolution, I want you to remember one thing. Embrace your calling. Embrace your evolution. And watch as you unfold into the remarkable woman that you are destined to be. And until our next conversation, take care of yourself, trust in God's plan, and continue to embrace the beautiful evolution that lies within you. Peace out, y'all.